0: everybody welcome to the answer report podcast this is episode number 24 of the longest running kingdom hearts podcast in the world we are your hosts those damn podcasters my name is mike and with me as always is my brother jason hello jason yo 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 what's popping today man what's going
1: on (sighs) dude i mean it's been it's been a good day so far like I thought I was going to be crazy busy, and then a bunch of stuff at my work got pushed back, so I'm just kind of chilling now, and uh, I got my car back from the shop, because I had been in the shop for like two fucking weeks. So, Hell yeah. Just everything's looking up
0: right now, dude. It's a good day. Everything is looking JK9209 right now. It's true. You love to see it. I mean, it's, That's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. Uh, we don't have a lot of Kingdom Hearts news today, actually, Jason. We got one little tidbit. But before we get to that, we actually have not one, not two, Wait, but what? three correspondents from our lovely fan base, two oh emails and a post that we're going to go over right now. People are popping off this week. Uh, Thank the you. The first one is uh, from our friend Gabriel, or known as Fen Hart. Okay, okay. And uh, they they sent us an email, and they sent us actually some art, which I'll share in the Discord. But let me let me read their email first. Hi, I'm Mike and Jason. I think I'd seen your channel before, but I hadn't listened to many podcasts yet. But Damo's new podcast sent me back over to you. Shout out to Water and Damo's new podcast, State of the Heart. Their second episode uh, posted recently. It's a long one, but it's worth it. Listen to it. I'm here now, and I gotta say, I'm really impressed. This is some seriously good content i'm only a few episodes in the arp going backwards but you hooked me my favorite part so far has to be laughing at xehanort came in the convertible i had (laughs) to hide at work so i didn't look crazy cry howling into the air such a stupid thing anyways (laughs) i seen you liked a lot of viewers art and gave your email so i wanted to make art too I really should have started with a better live episode or maybe looked at your profile icon to see Jason has a hidden ponytail. Instead, all I did was listen to Sarcastic Face palm. Well, all I did was listen, Sarcastic Face Palm. Since <laughs> i quickly taken one photo, I hadn't noticed I cut it until it was well past drawing you. So let's pretend you were uh, demonstrating your resolve <laughs> or a demon tower got you. Okay. Sorry, okay. Jason. Regardless, I also tried to design a keyblade and make nerfed. it both- make it both spikeful and gettious i added one that one viewers pepsi logo because i'm not to that episode yet but it seemed to be meaningful also the monopoly man is a keychain for obvious reasons there's a blank version and a colored version i suck at coloring so forgive i hope you like the drawing thanks for scratching my cage itch may your heart be your guiding key ps please be nice to egg i haven't met him but so far i like his answers almost (laughs) integral to the bat to the channel the Little Troll Bastard. Hashtag Road <laughs> to Twilight. So be nice to Egg. Also Egg's a bastard. Like it. Uh, but yeah, so the, the this, is, of this is really good art and I'll post it in the Discord. But um the only unfortunate thing is that you have short hair in it. It's like you with a haircut. That's like Because scary. the picture they, they showed me the picture they took and it, it's it's you and me on stream together. Mm. I think it was a live podcast and you're uh
1: I had my hair back you had your hair back. So it does
0: look like you have short hair, but the art is pretty cool. It has air traffic controllers on this in the background, which I really appreciate <laughs> it, the, 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 the air traffic controlling is bad because there's a plane crashing into the tower behind it. Oh, so, so that's good.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
0: yeah. Like he's not a good air traffic controller, which hmm. I, which I like he, about yeah, it.
1: He wouldn't be. Yeah.
0: He also has a Xehanort in a convertible. Not okay. to mention what, what he's doing in there. And the keyboard is actually pretty cool. Uh, uh, with the Pepsi logo in the middle, Ooh. and the uh, spaghetti—it has a spaghetti spaghetti yeah uh, uh, teeth, spaghetti key teeth on it. And so, we got some, we got some pretty teeth? rocking, yeah, like you know, like the teeth of the key is like spaghetti.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, what, what the teeth, fuck is that? Ex- what is a spaghetti teeth? <laughs> uh, we he, he also
0: uh, hooked us up with some real like Age of like Fairy Tales ass gear, dude. We're looking pretty fly. Okay, okay. So, and it, it looks a lot like us. He even got the lightness in my in my beard. Just the only thing the only thing you missed was your hair, which is unfortunate. But I get it. You know, you take a picture.
1: You, <laughs> I gotta be nerfed sometimes. Yeah, you know?
0: Jason's too powerful with the long hair. Honestly, <laughs> he, he needed to be taken down a step. So, uh, th- thank you, Gabriel. We really appreciate it. Like I said, that art will be in the Discord for you guys to see. Um, and I'll put the context in there that uh, the the hair context because I feel like otherwise people go where's Jason's wait, hair? Wait, what? <laughs> is Jason okay? Uh, is Jason all right? Did Jason cut his hair? I told Jason he had to cut his hair
1: to kind yeah. of uh, to make to make it make sense. Yeah. To, yeah, to make it make sense.
0: Okay, so up next we have a post in our Discord from Kerosene, who joined the Discord and posted this. and it, it was very similar to one of the emails we get, so I figured we'd read it out loud as well. Right. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, Yeah, so they say I'm new to the discord longtime listener episode 69 and 100 are golden Congratulations (laughs) on season 2. I have a juice today listening to the ARP during the work week I enjoy the engaging segues of very intricate and some overlooked facts on lore and fandom to keep us going completely Poggers when we hear Jason say the famous ending line of the podcast Legendary. (laughs) The super spaghetti bros keep the good times rolling with great laughs and over-the-top podcast Cutting to the chase, these guys are someone you'd want to sit down, have a beer with, because they seem so cool.
1: From one fan
0: to another, I would highly recommend this podcast for all, giving them a five-star. I have a two-year-old daughter, and I grew up on Final Fantasy and Disney. I'm just playing through BBS, KH1, and KH2, and she loves the connection of Disney characters and worlds. I have very fond memories of my own of the series, so I can extend my knowledge to her on all things Kingdom Hearts that I liked as a kid speaking about family i enjoy the podcast having two brothers that love playing kingdom hearts not to mention the community you've created is greatly appreciated for newcomers like myself who've never posted before Hmm. i stumbled upon this podcast thinking about the future of kh3 and put in the search found you guys 100 percent will return each week just to hear mike say mommy (laughs) i returned to the arp to get the best content available to me from the longest running kingdom Hearts podcast no brainer that mike and jason will keep me coming back for more time well spent Oh, thank, thank you kerosene. That's very that was very sweet and nice of you. Very flattering. Very yes. flattering. Um, also,
1: yeah, uh, I mean we could we could sit down. Uh, I I can't have beer, but we'll 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 have another drink, you know, at, me This is, to is beer on your no no list? Yeah.
0: Dude, that's okay, beer sucks.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't you're really good. like beer anyways. I can you're have bourbon dude. though. I can just drink dude, some you're... straight bourbon on the yeah, rocks.
0: Dude. You're good, dude. <laughs> you don't need beer. Who the fuck needs beer? Right. The hell? Oh
1: no, I can't have beer. Now oh, people can't, can't force me to drink beer with peer pressure, you I know? can't have
0: disgusting beer, no. I can't have bread water. It's terrible. Ugh, Ugh beer. <laughs> give me, give me a, give me a Captain and Coke, man. I'll take that any day over a beer. I could have that too. Hell yeah, dude. Love that. Love that. Uh, and finally, we have an email from Gambler of Fate, and uh, this is a longer one, so I, f- I saved this one for last. Okay, okay. Uh, hey, guys. I'm new to the Discord and fairly new to the podcast. I'd li- listened to a couple random episodes, but now I'm fully investing listening to the whole thing. I recently the finished the thing. FMK episode. Oh, geez. Hilarious stuff. <laughs> I wanted to write to express some theories I have come up with while listening to the pod. Disclaimer. I'm not fully aware or up to date on everything KH. I've played or watched most of the games, but haven't played Union Cross or read interviews, so I don't quite know the full story and explanations of everything, so I may be misinterpreting things I've heard secondhand. Also, since I'm not fully aware of everything, I may bring up points that are established or others that are already theorized, but again, I haven't heard or read everything. I also Hmm. want to apologize for any typos or confusing statements I may make. Please feel free to criticize and disprove anything I say or add on anything that may help my theories.
1: we will. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, We're you need to give us permission. <laughs> We're Kingdom Hearts gamers. We will. Yeah, come on. Come on. Anyway, <laughs> theory
0: number one. I thought this would be fun to go through these theories and, and see, see how you feel about them. Yeah. Theory number one. Cage 4 Data Worlds. Nomura has stated that in Cage 4 Quadratum will act as a hub world to other Disney worlds. But if Quadratum is a fictional world, then the worlds you visit from Quadratum have to be fictional as well. Just like that of Data Daybreak Town and Union Cross. If the worlds are not fictional but real worlds, then source sacrifice and disappearance mean nothing and are cheapened if he can travel between fiction and reality with ease. I believe that there would be more flexibility in what worlds could be included if they are all fictional worlds. We could go back to old worlds from KH1 and KH2, Deep Jungle, Land of Dragons. They could retell stories or add to it like they have with other worlds already Monsters, Inc. One example to support this claim, that all the worlds visited from Quadratum are also fictional, is the involvement of Star Wars. It would appear and is theorized that the trailer, from the trailer that Star Wars will be added in the Cage. But I don't see how, because Star Wars takes place not on a single world or location, but over a galaxy of planets. From a gameplay and Cage lore perspective, it wouldn't work to play through a Star Wars movie or show, because you'd have to travel aclo- across a galaxy to different planets. But an argument argue it could be made for one planet, but in all the movies and shows, there's very little time spent just on one planet. However, we can easily have multiple planets and even play a whole movie of Star Wars if it's all in a fictional world. Example, Sora starts in Quadratum and goes to a location that is a door to Star Wars, similar to Wreck-It Ralph's Game Central Station. Upon entering the Star Wars door, you appear in a sub-hub room where you're presented with episodes, or movies, to choose, and multiple missions to complete in each episode. Think of Lego Star Wars games with the same concept. Choose a movie, then a mission from the movie. Side note, Lego
1: Kingdom Hearts game, anyone? So that was the first theory. Hmm. I feel like... I feel like with that one, you wouldn't really have to... I don't think you have to explain it like that. I've always thought of it as, like... Traveling to the worlds, like, in, like, space, like, in the gummy ships, is, like... You're traveling to their, like, pocket dimensions, if that makes sense. Like, that's how I've always thought of it. So it's like, once you land in a Star Wars world... Like, let's say, like, Tatooine or something, right? Then you could go in a spaceship in there and it wouldn't be the same space that you would see being in the Gummy Ship. Like, you're in, like, that pocket dimension, basically, where you could go to, like, Yavin or, like, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I I don't think you really need to, like, explain it either because it's, like, with, with something like that, or, like, let's say it was, like, Marvel or something where, you know, there's, like, multiple planets or something, right? Like... Right i don't think you need to be like oh like nerf it just because oh or like you need to explain it because i think if it's cool it's cool you know like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no, hercules Her- like uh un- going to like the underworld or whatever like the underworld isn't like connected to all the other everything but like it is at the same time right because uh, obviously they probably haven't seen like the dark road ending or whatever but like I, I think of it as more just, like, a bunch of pocket dimensions, basically.
0: Yeah, and I think that's how it's intended, but I do understand that it could get a little confusing, especially if we use gummy ships to travel around. Like, if, if Star Wars was in Cage 2 I think that's confusing, but I don't think yeah. we're going to be using gummy ships to travel around. I think it is going to be more like a Super Mario 64 Peaches Castle-style situation, where... You go into a building in Quadratum, and in that building is a gateway to that world. Maybe not a painting like in Super Mario right. sixty four, but but similar to that. like a video game, right? Like, and then it's gonna go popsicle, and then you you're in
1: you're in the level, right? Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, but so I don't know that there's a necessity or just necessity. like a, co-
1: a dark corridor or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know that there's a necessity for a second hub world just for Star Wars, but I get what they're trying to say is that. It, it it if it's if we travel to these worlds in the same way we have in the mainline kingdom hearts games it is a bit confusing
1: yeah i think also if if you literally even if it wasn't in the exact same way as like KH3 for example right if you showed that like there was like the planet of tatooine but then around it, you could see black as well. That indicated there, it was the space around it as well. I think that would help us yeah, to or make it less put, confusing. Yeah,
0: like, or the planets in, like, a, a, a constellation kind of deal and you flying to that yeah, instead. Yeah,
1: yeah, or that. That would yeah. be cool, too.
0: Well, because they, they did that. The, I mean, they basically do that with the uh, Underworld and... and olympus where the top side of the planet was olympus and the bottom side was the underworld right yeah so usually they usually indicate to you where
1: you're going if you're going to multiple places so Mm. i I think they
0: could they could say oh you're flying into this galaxy or
1: whatever yeah that's honestly probably how they would do it instead where like the top is like oh it's like sand and then the bottom of it is like uh, snow or something you know depending on like what what place it is even though they're different planets technically
0: yeah but I, I i do get where they're coming from saying that it, it could be a bit confusing if you do it that way but we'll see what they do yeah. I, I do think quadratum because it's been described as a hub world i do think we won't be we won't see a
1: gummy ship this game from Sora's perspective at all i, I think and it I, could still have gummy ships and be like twilight town but like you actually go back ex- you know what i mean
0: Well, but I think one of the points that they made too about how it would be strange if Sora's stuck in unreality but then can go to these worlds that are reality. So to me, getting in a gummy ship and flying around, unless he's going to leave unreality at the beginning of the game and be fine, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I, I could see it where... You know how like in KH3, you only have like this first set of worlds? Yeah. I could see it being like that where you have one like map where it's like places that are in unreality and then at some point sort like partway through the game soar is able to get go back and then that other world map would then be like disney worlds or whatever you know what i mean like uh, yeah for sure the normal setup with gummy ships i could see it being something like that as well
0: it, it, it's definitely possible i but i think if they're keeping us in quadratum mm-hmm. the whole game as like that hub i don't think we'll see it but yeah I guess we'll wait and see with KH4. Uh, Theory number two. Two? Luxord's origin. Okay. Luxord is originally from Quadratum and was taken out of the fictional world and given a body in the real world. This could explain why out of everyone in the organization, Zigbar slash Luzhu is the most suspicious of Luxord. Everyone in the organization is established to either be from Radiant Garden, part of Sora like Roxas and Xion, or from the time of fairy tales. Luzhu would know who Marluxia and Larsine were and if the theory about Demix being a replica of the Master of Masters is true then Luzhu would know him too the only one left accounted for is Luxord Luxord was taken out of the fictional world and was added to the organization out of seemingly nowhere and that's why Luzhu doesn't know who Luxord is even after being around him since the beginning but who found Luxord and took him out of fiction and into reality and to what end? the Master of Masters maybe?
1: what do you think Hmm. about that theory? uh yeah uh, uh I I feel like a lot of people definitely agree that like we think that Luxord is from Quadratum, right? Because you have the scene where Zigbar is like, the real question is, who are you, right? Right. And if he's literally been there swapping bodies the entire time, it's not like he would know everybody in every single world, right? But to like yeah. then just become uh, like of importance all of a sudden. Uh, you'd have to be like, okay, who the hell is this dude? And then like not being able to find it out, I feel like Quadratum is like a very likely answer. Yeah, which I, then makes me feel like he's the only one from there too, because like I feel like he would be suspect of Demix as well. I don't know, maybe not
0: and maybe i my thought is that he's not suspected demix because uh, how important is demix overall not very no yeah he's pretty lame. you know what i mean he's pretty pretty inconsequential i don't think he's a clone of the master masters or whatever that theory is but i i think i think he's from quadratum as well it's just, he's just not important and that's why luju's not like questioning him like who who are you you know yeah I, I mean, what was the quote? Nomir said someone asked about Demix, and he said, "Well, he's certainly there." <laughs> so it was like something like that, like like, and, and a lot of people read that as, "Oh, he's not revealing what's going on with Demix." And I, I read it as, "Why are you fucking asking me about Demix?
1: <laughs> like, yeah. why
0: is this important to you?" So uh, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but I definitely do think that that uh, Luxord is quadru- from Quadratum.
1: Yeah, I, I, I also read it the same way you do, where, you know, Demix didn't get the same treatment as, like, Zaldan and Lexius, but he almost did. You know, like, right. he was the comedy, like, he was the comic relief a little bit, you know, to make it a bit more lighthearted when. It, it, during all the scenes where there's. Like, oh, this is. Uh, what are they called? I can't even think of Like, the replicas or whatever? Like, he's, like, bringing the bodies around and everything? The vessels? They needed somebody to turn on the real
0: organization. And you look at who's in there, and you go, well, none of this makes sense for any of them except Well, then for... they kind of all do, though. <laughs> well, well, right, but it doesn't really make sense at that moment for anybody but Luxord and Demix. And then if he had this plan for Luxord, it only makes sense that Demix is there. Yeah. Right. And he's like known as the, like, most lazy, cowardly organization member, it makes sense that he's the one that would, like, flip-flop. Yeah, for sure. Alright, final theory, number three. Master of Master's Plan. This theory is one where I need help with due to my lack of Union Cross understanding, but I'll try my best now and hope that I can it can be corrected or added to later. So my theory is that the Master of Master's Plan is to ultimately defeat the 13 Darknesses. How does he do this? With Sora. First, we establish where there, where are the darknesses. Seven are trapped in Melody of Memory. Nope, that's not what I wanted to say. Seven are trapped in the Master of Masters. I don't think that's true, but anyway, we'll keep going. Luzhu and the Foretellers. One is Vanitas, who is now defeated. Four were trapped in the Data World with Player, and the last one, I don't know where it is. Maybe someone else can fill that info in for me. Second, we need to talk about Luzhu's role. I theorize that Luzhu's role is to, one, obviously travel in the future, thus giving the Master of Masters the knowledge of the future, but two, to find a Keyblade wielder slash Chosen One who has the ability to overcome and defeat the darkness. However, that Keyblade Chosen One must also die. Lushu's role is fulfilled when Sora proves himself to be able to defeat the organization twice and gain control of the Keyblade. Then ultimately Sora sacrifices himself to find Kairi and thus Sora dies, fulfilling Lushu's role. Now to Sora's role and the setup for Cage 4 With Sora dead slash lost, the Master Masters finds Sora's heart in the final world and transfers it to the Data World. This is proven to be done before because Sterletia was killed, but is now found in Quadratum. She died, but is transferred to the Data World. Now so is Sora. But to what end? Because the Data World is where four of the Darknesses are, and this is the safest way to defeat these four Darknesses. Safest because without the original idea that the Dandelion leaders were to be the hosts, new hosts were needed. Why not Data hosts? My theory is that in cage 4 in KH4, will be Sora fighting the... F- and defeating the four darknesses in the data worlds ultimately cage four ends with riku finding sora but one or more of the darknesses escape back to the realm of light set thus setting up cage five eventually maybe cage five or six sora must battle the foretellers lose your mom and the remaining darknesses to finally defeat darkness once and for all so i this one i'm i think because there's some missing context for union in cross dark and, road, and yeah. dark road I, I i don't think this one's as accurate um or a, as likely uh, and that's okay, but I I think um, it's very clear they make it very clear that the, the Quadratum is not a data world.
1: Yeah, it's right. The, they would just call it a data like, world. Like he 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 very much says you know it's right. it's unreality, it's fiction. Um, I think where the like connection like, like, is getting a bit mixed up is like you know how like okay so they're in day in in Unicross and because they don't have the Unicross thing, you know or like they haven't watched it or played it or whatever uh they're in the data version of daybreak town and then in being in the data version of daybreak town then one of the like data slash dream worlds that they connect to ends up being like uh game central station so it could be like if you're in two different layers that's how you can then connect to the other side somehow um at least that, that's kind of how I read it, right? And I think that in... Or, right. Thinking about how, like, it originally in Unicross, because they were in a datascape, that's how they were able to access it in a way. Um, and that, that specifically Game Central State... I, I, I don't think that it's, like, any data world will, that is can in... Like... So, like, unreality if in unreality there is data worlds like their own version of a data world right like separate from what we have right if then Mm -hmm. being in there is then like similar to where okay let's say there is like a, a one specific world in the kingdom hearts universe that can then connect to that data world i can see that where it's like there's one specific world on each side that can, like, bridge the gap. Or even if it is Game Central Station for both sides, right? I think the hardest part is because we have... Because we have all of these different, like, types of worlds, all these different terminology or whatever, right? Data worlds, dream worlds, just, like, regular worlds. And then saying unreality, it's definitely something different. Like, I don't think you would... Yeah. Have Ansem the Wise I agree. saying unreality, a world of fiction. It's unreality. They cannot hear us like that. It's a a
0: false world, a world of fiction.
1: There's no way you say that, and it's, like, the same thing, so. Well, I mean, I guess presumably
0: the idea there's, you know, the realm of light, the realm of darkness, there's data. The in-between. There's the in-between. Presumably, if unreality is just the opposite of reality they have different sections too right presumably you could you could make right. that connection i don't know that they're going to introduce that that quickly like I, I i think that would be a pretty confusing right. jump to make to go i mean in mean, the end at the end of the day it's not that confusing but i think because they only just introduced the concept of unreality i think they have to slow burn that a little more before they start going Oh, by the way, there is also a realm of light and darkness in unreality. Yeah, but they also have said, "Yo," the, he said, "It's a realm of neither light nor darkness, mm-hmm. right? Nor in between. Right. It's unreality." So they they're, they're setting up as something completely yeah. different. So I I could see it going that way, but I don't. Think I, it
1: I, I think it's more him saying not of the realm of light or the realm of darkness either, because to say that there's no light or darkness just doesn't make sense from what we see in well, the no, trailer. No, no, no. no I, I just want to clarify, right? so it's like maybe right. not confusing to people it's like clearly we see a dark side in the to trailer the, <laughs> you know like there is definitely darkness yeah, in there, this world in well, some way shape or right. form
0: but there's like definitely like darkness in the realm of light right yeah so That, yeah. that it's it, it, calling it the realm of light doesn't mean it's For only sure. light it's where the light comes from maybe yeah But anyway uh, one, one final note from Gambler of Fate here they say on a final note i want to thank you for creating such an awesome podcast and community you guys are amazing and have such fun and hilarious content it really is a special gift you shared with us all giving people a place to just have fun and talk about a series that we all care about thank you keep up the great work your newest vessel gambler of fate yes Luxord is my favorite organization member no, I didn't realize what his title was when I thought of naming my gamertag Gambler Fate, so that was just a coincidence, <laughs> I guess. And yes, I believe Cage 3 is better than Cage 2. Don't ban me, please.
1: <laughs> we, would uh, never. we would
0: never. We would never. Cage 3 Enjoyers. <laughs> Rise up. Rise up, Cage 3 Enjoyers. We would never ban you for that. But yeah, thank you to Gambler Fate. Thank you to Gabriel. And thank you to Kerosene for. Uh, or Kerosene. I said Kerosene earlier, didn't I? Mm, I don't remember. <laughs> Cro If I said kerosene earlier, I definitely met Crocene. I just read what I wanted to read, I guess. Uh but thank you you three for sending yes, us that stuff. You guys can always email us at report Podcast at gmail.com. Theories, art, just discussion, just whatever you guys want to email us, hit us up. We like interacting and, and reading that stuff on air when it's possible. And so we really appreciate you guys doing that. Um one last little bit of a bit of a little tidbit, Jason. That I wanted to talk about before we go to break, and um, I'm having trouble citing a source for this. Okay, I've, I've read it in multiple places. Hopefully, this isn't like the drunk Nomura recorded thing. <laughs> but yeah, apparently Yoshi P, the the creative director of Final Fantasy 14, among other things, and 16, yeah, and 16, recently said that he's very interested in doing a crossover with 14 and Kingdom Hearts. You
1: no. so allegedly uh, allegedly i allegedly I, i've seen
0: multiple people say this i know they have a live stream they do where they go over like what kind of the roadmap is for 14 yeah um and maybe he said it during that allegedly but i you know i've been searching 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 and i haven't seen official like news on it or anything but i've just seen people say it so mm. uh you being a final fantasy 14 enjoyer okay. jason okay what
1: what do you think of this what do you think this means Okay, so I think at the very most, like the very most it could be, is similar to what we got with the Final Fantasy 15 crossover. So there was an event in F14 where Noctis just shows up and he's like been teleported into that world and he's just like lost. And you basically, you know, end up helping him. And throughout these little missions, they're all, like, super, super easy. You just walk around, maybe kill a couple things, right? But it's just, like, a fun event. And uh, each time, you get a piece of glamour. Um, And for people who don't know what glamour is, it's called, like, transmog and a lot of other MMOs. Basically, it makes it so you can take whatever gear you have and make it look in a way that you want without changing its stats, right? So mm-hmm. like, for example, if you could have the stats of the ultimate weapon but you were using the kingdom key, right? Like that's the best right. way to like it looks like you're using the kingdom key. You just, it's just the you visual just said, Uh
0: a lot of Kingdom Hearts players wet dream, dude.
1: Right. So like you you you're, you're you're just incredibly strong with the stats, but how it looks changes, right? Um and they have one where you can get like Noctis's like base outfit, right? Um while you do it and then there's also the regalia which you could get as a mount and you drive the regalia and it can fly and when it flies it becomes like its flying version you can have like a bunch of people sit in it so i think at most it would be similar to that where i would assume i would assume it it is only sora not donald and goofy because i feel like that would be like Way too many rights issues. <laughs> um but like Sora crash lands the gummy ship or something. You help him. And then you get like his KH3 gear or something, right? So you can look like him. And then uh you could also get like a gummy ship mount, like the high wind or something, right? I could see it being something like that. Maybe like a Kingdom Key Transmog weapon. The weapons are like, because there's like transmog for like you can look just like Cloud, you can look just like uh, Squall, like there's there's a bunch of ones like that for like like pretty much every Final Fantasy, right? And right. like in FF14, and they're just purely for looks, like they don't have like stats or anything, right? Um, but typically they don't do weapons, like. Uh, it's much more rare for them to have a weapon that looks much more like exactly like that, right? And I think the kingdom key doesn't really... uh, It doesn't really work for any of the classes. The only two I could see where it might make sense a little bit would be either as like a paladin or as like a red mage. Like one of the two. Um... Maybe that's like a that's like a maybe 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 but and then so yeah that's what I think at most Sora shows up you help Sora they give you some cosmetics and maybe there's like a Kingdom Hearts mount like the Regalia.
0: What if what if it's Roxas instead of Sora mm. because they want to make it canon to Kingdom Hearts and Sora wouldn't make sense
1: because he's trapped. Okay, yeah, but Roxas, Roxas is looking for Sora. I could see it being something like that, where like they get it's somebody, but they're in their the black cloak, and then the black cloak is a transmog. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. I could see that. Um, or if it was like like Terra or somebody, and they're like in their armor, I think that would be cool. Terra, Terra Aqua and Ventus, and the realm of darkness is where FF14 lives.
0: <laughs> it's true, yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's where all <laughs> you FF14 players live. I know it. I know you're in the realm of darkness. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, either either way, it'd be cool. It would be really cool. I'd love to see yeah. it.
0: I'm not a 14 enjoyer myself, but I'm glad there's a lot of people out there that are. And from what I understand, it's a pretty damn good MMO. Just not my thing. Yeah. But um,
1: And honestly, honestly, like it. I don't even really feel like it's a super MMO MMO. Like, it's a very single-player MMO for, like, a long right. time. Like You're pretty much just playing a Final Fantasy RPG for, like, a lot of it. And then, oh, here's a dungeon you do with a couple people. And then, oh, back to single-player, baby. We're watching cutscenes. Like, there's so much cutscenes of that shit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so uh, look be on the lookout for that. Maybe that's something that happens soon or not. 14's still going strong, so... Uh, any kind of exposure kingdom hearts gets i'm I'm down with oh yeah yeah it would be really
1: cool we're
0: gonna take a short break and when we come back we're gonna do the question of the week which was uh one that me and cage waterblock teamed up on and that's what it, it's not really a kingdom hearts question but uh i really like this one what's what is your favorite genre video game and give us three video your feet three favorite video games in that genre so uh, we're gonna do that when we come back we'll be right back This is Richard Epcar. Welcome to the Ansem Report Podcast. Come to the darkness. Welcome back to the Ansem Report Podcast. Jason. Yo. It's time for the question of the. We. Oh, yeah. Thank you again uh, for roxas I'll say it every time, dude. Love you. Would smooch you if you were here. This week's question of the week, Jason, comes from Waterblock, and then I tweaked it a little bit. Not really a Kingdom Hearts question. What genre of video game is your favorite? And give us your three favorite games in the genre. So starting us off is Zombie Man. And Zombie says, my favorite genre of video games is Japanese role-playing games. And Zombie kind of cheats here, because Zombie gives us series. He doesn't give us specific games. Mm. But the top three are- I give it a pass. The Trails slash kiss, ke, uh, Japanese word I can't pronounce series, Xenoblade series, and the <laughs> Kingdom Hearts series.
1: So there we go. Okay. Thank you, Zombie. Solid. Never I, played. I feel like it's fine to say the series because it's like. Otherwise, he'd just say Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3, right? Like, let's be real, guys. Like... No, zombie's <laughs> cheating, and I won't, I won't stand for it. Uh, the Purple Lettion says,
0: 3D action adventures are definitely a banger of a genre, specifically where you have a bunch of mobility and moves allowing you to zip around while you fight. A key part is being able to get creative with how you use your options in both travel and combat scenarios. My favorite examples being the Nier series, especially Automata in terms of movement, Sunset Overdrive, mm. basically a parkour, ga- gun slinging fight against sunny D zombies in a very wacky city. You get to grind on or hang from power lines with a crowbar in one hand while shotgunning the neon undead with the other. And Kingdom Hearts, y'all knew it'd be here from that description. True, true. Kingdom Hearts is a very specific. It's a very specific kind of action RPG where the movement does matter. Yeah, not all action RPGs have that. Like I would say. Um, no, I mean a lot of them do, but a lot of them don't A lot of them don't have that, so it's, it's very specific in that. Chris McKay says Favorite genre is probably stealth games I don't know if I'm getting the name right, but basically mm. games that have stealth elements incorporated Favorite games from the genre, in no particular order are Sly Cooper 2 Band of Thieves Assassin's Creed 2 mm. and Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater
1: yeah, I, never, I, will say, I never played I, uh, I really like stealth games too, I never played Sly Cooper or Metal, a Metal Gear game I tried five. It's just, I felt like I was playing a goddamn movie, dude. Like, I was yeah, like, you can't start from five, dude. When am I going to play the game? And then it's like, obviously it's done well, but like, it, it just uh, speaks to how the fidelity of the game is. But there would be times where I would have no control, right? And I'm just watching a cutscene. And then I have control again, and I died because I didn't know I had control. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Oh, I was supposed to be crawling forward this whole time. <laughs> I think starting with five is a is a
0: mistake, mm. because that's like, that's similar to Kingdom Hearts is a very long running series where the story can get a little bit out there. Yeah, Kojima's pretty pretty nutty at times. So, yeah. uh, even though people say five is the best in the series, and I think five has the best gameplay of the series. I just think starting there. Yeah, if, I've and seen if like you the think,
1: open world-ass part of it, too, where right. you can just like mess around and it feels very like just cause, you know? Where you can yeah. kind of just do a bunch of wacky
0: stuff. <laughs> if you think five's bad, though, I've heard 4 is j- literally, almost literally just a movie. Mm. Like, the amount of cutscenes in that game are insane. Mm. Um, I actually don't really like stealth games, um, especially when they boil down to the enemy has a cone of vision and if you get caught you have to start over i don't like that shit yeah that is more like assassin's creed where it's like okay you can at least get your way out of that situation i enjoy like arkham
1: i really like the arkham yeah
0: yeah but not a huge fan but you know everybody's got their favorite shit inferno says jrpgs tales of series smt and rune factory that, those are some of the most JRPG JRPGs you could say. <laughs> I think so. So congratulations, Inferno. You you convinced me. Jerry <laughs> Theoden says, I'd have to second 3D action adventure if for no other reason than I can't think of another genre name for such a broad type of game. But my top three of those do-it-all type games are Ghost of Tsushima, The Red Dead Redemptions, and the Horizon series. For a more specific type of game genre, 3D platformers are dope, like Stray, it takes two, and also KH one. If you want to be a bit liberal with the definition of a platformer, yeah, no, no games I've played there, but um, with the exception of Red Dead, which I, anytime I've even watched someone play it, I fall asleep. It's uh, true. Ghost of Tsushima and Horizon look really dope. It just I don't have time. Those games are very like, um, they're very they're very scary to me to even start because I you, yeah. you get on the. You get on the map and you go, Oh, what is all this shit I have to do? Right. And it's almost <laughs> oh, it's almost more stressful for me than yeah. like just playing a game, you know, to that to relax. Like a linear actually, game, yeah. <laughs> um You know, I had that situation where my basement had bats in it. And so I wasn't spending a lot of time down here working on stuff like I wanted to, but I had my Xbox upstairs and I was like, Oh, maybe I'll play some video games for once, you know? And I started playing um the Assassin's Creed that's on Game Pass that's in Egypt, mm. I think. Yeah, Egypt. It's in Egypt. It's the Origins. Origins. Okay, okay. That's the name of it. And I played it for a couple hours but just was completely overwhelmed. The, Because, the, like, I played through the tutorial where you're kind of putting one section and you got to, you know, you got to kill the main guy in that section and, and then you move on to like the next one. But the the map they opened up was so fucking large because <laughs> it's just like the fucking desert. Yeah. And you are just ride in a fucking horse around or a camel around. Yeah. And it's like uh, this. I, I had to stop. I was like, this is too much for me. I, I don't have time to do this <laughs> and I don't want to get more invested in the story and then not be able to do it. Right. All right. So, yeah, those games are just a little much for me, but they look cool. You're fond of me, Lobster, ain't ye? Says easily MMOs because I oh, love having yeah. no life. World of Warcraft, oh. Destiny 2, and FF14.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite game is
1: World of Warcraft. I am sorry. They just. They be abusing you.
0: <laughs> Not to mention Destiny 2 right after that, huh? Yeah, yeah
1: so. that's true too, yeah. And just just a battered DC2's gamer. on the upswing, but they've been, uh, they've been abusing their fan base for uh, like the last year.
0: <laughs> Emma Luna says, I'd say action RPGs. Kingdom Hearts 2, Yakuza 0, and Final Fantasy 7 Remake. As much as I love oh, RPGs yeah. in general, my favorites are almost always more action orientated. I enjoy turn-based combat in games like Persona or older Final Fantasy 2, but I find it a lot more fun just beating shit up. Also, RPGs tend to have great stories,
1: soundtracks, etc. Thumbs up. Sometimes it would be Very feeling true. good to just mash the X button, you know? Sometimes it do. Sometimes you just mash that shit. Sometimes it do. Uh,
0: Stukat says, I don't really have a favorite. I kind of mm. play everything and love it. I play a lot of platformers, both 2D and 3D, and a lot of RPGs. For favorite, I guess it's between those two, but the top three platformer slash RPG games, so we're cheating again, <laughs> is Hollow Knight, okay. Kingdom Hearts 2, and Super Mario Odyssey.
1: Ooh. Mario
0: Odyssey is a fantastic game and I feel like somehow people very underrate Super Mario
1: Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, I I can agree with that. It's such a banger of a game. But I feel it's like an I incredible don't, game. I, yeah, I feel like I don't see people talk about it as much as they talk about like Breath of the Wild. Which I like, Right. Breath of the Wild is super goaded, but like I don't know. I, I That one was more completely different than what Zelda had been, right? Right. It was was such a
0: fresh take on Zelda, where this is just the best version of, like, Super Mario 64.
1: the cream of the crop. Pristine. They just took what Mario was in that 3D space and just made it the best possible. Like, so good. So intuitive. Like, you have so many different transformations and stuff from the hats. But you instantly get it every single time, and it feels really good. Yep, very,
0: very incredible game that people don't talk about enough. Which seems crazy to talk about Super Mario and go, "This game isn't talked about a month," but it's the truth, man. Yeah. like that. That game should be in the same. It's conversation so big. like with we, Breath of the Wild. We
1: definitely didn't do everything in that game. Like it's definitely so. I think we had like eighty episodes of our Let's Play. Yeah, it. we played it so and we didn't much. Do everything. We, we yeah. should go back and play on stream sometime. That'd be fun. Yeah, I think so too. Uh,
0: Swarles Barkley says His favorite genre is Call of Duty <laughs> that's Modern not, Warfare wait, 2 2009 that's not a genre. Modern Warfare 2019 And then Modern Warfare 2 2022 that's a lot The last of twos. one is only in last Because it's not released But it's game of the year <laughs> <laughs> No Swarles
1: Thank this you Swarles You're just gonna be so bad when that game launches badly like, uh, like Overwatch 2 I'm so, so sorry Elk says yeah sorry sorry Swirls you need to
0: find better games uh, <laughs> Elk says honestly it depends most of the time I like games that I don't have to pay all that much attention to and I can just kind of chill Final Fantasy 15 okay. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and Kingdom Hearts okay. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it much I, don't know. But I like Ultimate is not that
1: group <laughs> yeah
0: but I like playing games where I don't have to watch all that much cutscenes. which, yeah, Kate, Final Fantasy XV and Cage have a lot of them, but I usually just do the mashy turn-off brain stuff after I beat the main story and just do side quests or EXP farming. Overall chill stuff that keeps my hands busy.
1: Yeah, I really like the end game in those type of games, right? Like, yeah. when you're grinding, I don't know, I like grinding the synthesis or, like, you know, going for, like, the ultimate weapon or, like, the end game in Final Fantasies and stuff. Doing the enchantment in Skyrim. True, true. <laughs> just randomly, just, just doing things to do things. It's not even, yeah. like, the story.
0: Phil Games says, I like RPGs that are not only fun to play, but have a great story as well. Mm. Platformers are a close second, but my three favorite RPGs are Undertale, mm. Kingdom Hearts 3, and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay, that's, I feel a, like, that's a solid top three. I feel like that's, like, a pretty comprehensive list for a lot of people. Yeah. I, I think that... I think. Feel games not to like say he's beat on original or anything, but I just think a lot of people will have just, that same list. Yeah, those
1: are just clearly three like S tier games, right? right? Like, yeah,
0: just and, and in different ways, but just incredible yeah, games.
1: Yeah, I'd say the main I'll thing look, they all have in common banger soundtracks, dude. I was, you're
0: right, you're absolutely right. Undertale, Toby Fox, dude, he just, he just keeps it coming with the soundtracks because Delta Room fucking slaps too with the music, yeah. so it, it like not to go on have an essay about Undertale and Deltarune and shit like I think what those games do well is one the music is incredible top tier music and two he does a good job of making like quirky characters that people like you don't play Undertale or, or Deltarune for the gameplay necessarily it's there yeah but I'm That's not definitely the weakest going, part. Man, I want like, to it's dodge not bad, those bullets.
1: but it's the weakest part, in my opinion. It's de- yeah. Like,
0: you definitely play those for the story and the music, because the music is And the is interactions,
1: yeah. yeah,
0: and the characters. Oblivion says, are quirky games a genre? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure how to describe it. If not, I would say maybe JRPGs, even though okay. I haven't played many different series yet. That's probably what the I mean most by-
1: quirky, yeah.
0: What I mean by quirky games might be answered when I say the following. Okay. One, Kid Icarus Uprising. Okay, yeah. Two, that's quirky. Bug Snacks. Mm. Three, okay.
1: Splatoon 3. Yeah, those are all real quirky. That's true. They're a bit quirky. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah. That's the genre. Uh, I agree. <laughs> quirky. For JRPGs,
0: my top three in the genre are Persona 4 Golden, Final Fantasy IX, and Fire Emblem Three Houses, pending honestly, since I haven't finished. Tolerize. I don't know what that is. I haven't played Three Houses. I, oh, I think that's oh, like a deal. Tales, Tales of Arise. Oh, so, oh, okay, do with, okay, okay. so maybe Tales of Arise is in that spot. Maybe. Okay, okay. Okay. I'm a, I'm dumb and stupid. I understand, though. Thank you, V. Yeah, uh, quirky games might not be a genre, but I mean, in music, we have um, what, what, what was it? Grand Rapids Indie. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know, you can make up whatever genre you want. Quirky games it is. (laughs) Tyler Tyler says, I'm a pretty big action gamer guy. Mm. Timing buttons for combos and the like just all flow pretty well. My top three would be Yakuza 0, Marvel's Spider-Man, and Bloodborne. That's an action game, right? I think, I don't know what else it would be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else
1: It's a (laughs) Souls-like. I don't know. It's not a real genre. Do they get their own genre? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Chazale says, I know people hate this genre recently because there's been many bad games about it recently, but my favorite genre is open-world games. My favorites from it are Fallout New Vegas, Breath of the Wild, and Yakuza 0. Those are all... I mean, I haven't played Yakuza, but the other two games are pretty good. Hek 324 says, Roguelites are some of my f- roguelikes I'm sorry those are two different things roguelike and roguelite are two different things but they eh. say roguelikes
1: yeah, they're pretty are some much of the my same. favorites yeah, they're pretty much the same Hades, <laughs> the
0: most impressive
1: and addicting game
0: of 2020 yes even above the triple A titles of that year uh, yeah it's Slay so good
1: unfortunately it doesn't have DLC bro like what the hell right yeah kind of cringe Slade
0: Spire I'm not sure how many hours of my life have been spent in this title but should probably be mentioned in my eulogy and FTL giant alien spiders are no joke Wait, what's FTL? Faster than light, FTL. Hmm. It's a it's a rogue where you, um, you start with a ship, and then you have to like travel, and then aliens can invade, and uh, people really like it. Hmm. I, I've never played it. I nah, never uh, heard of it. Yeah, you should check it. You might like it actually. You should check Probably, it. out. Probably, yeah. I like roguelikes. Uh, Zethus says action RPGs? Question mark. Kingdom Hearts is a whole series. Each game is its own different take on an action RPG, which is why I can't just pick one. Shadow of the Colossus. I don't hmm. know if this counts as an RPG to most people, but it does to me. And Monster Hunter also has a series. Monster Hunter Rise is definitely the most fun, but I don't own it. Whoa. So I would say if people say Zelda are RPGs, then Shadow of the Colossus counts as an RPG too.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't necessarily think Zelda's are RPGs but people constantly say they're RPGs so I don't know if it's are gonna count yeah they're like an action adventure game yeah right to me but people are like oh my favorite RPG is Ocarina of Time and I'm just like okay yes technically you're playing a role but like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like
1: a role to you, play you, you,
0: the role is Link it's not <laughs> you know I don't know I don't know the role is Zelda the role is, is you're playing I mean, an action Link. adventure game yeah but yeah, if we're going to count Zelda as that, then Shadow of the Colossus counts. Mailman CEB says, I'm going to cheat and instead say my three favorite genres and favorite series from each one. Cheater. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> fighting bastion. Street Fighter. Single player adventure slash story, Shenmue, and Rhythm Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, I haven't played some DDR in a minute. That was, yeah. that was straight fire. D- my DDR era. It was a long time ago, but... I remember it. (laughs) Sean says, I don't know, man. I just like shit except Siren. Sean's at a. What is Siren? Who's Siren? Yeah, who who the hell is Siren? What do they do to you? I don't know. Gates Waterblock says, anything with an open world slash sandbox. So probably Minecraft, Assassin's Creed Odyssey slash Valhalla, and Watch Dogs 2. Hey, Watch Dogs? Watch Dogs
1: watchdogs good is I, Watch I don't know Bucks. i feel like i, I feel like a, i heard terrible things about Watchdog. i don't know i actually heard two is really good mm, okay okay
0: it's one that's kind of cringe
1: oh yeah I understand. it's like one was like buggy as shit i remember i remember the homie dom streaming the first game to me and just constantly breaking the game and not even on purpose <laughs> yeah
0: billy the kid Lawrence says my favorite video game genre is jrpg go figure right my top three considering the question just says game and not overall series are 1. Kingdom Hearts 2. Kingdom Hearts 2 3. Kingdom <laughs> Hearts 3 what can I say I'm a sucker for all things KH well why else would I be here I guess this really was a Kingdom Hearts 1 for me at least honorable mentions anything outside of KH3 that includes my girl Aqua mommy <laughs> thank you Billy never change Billy dp grant says 3d platformers sonic adventure 2 or kingdom hearts 1 if it counts as one jack 2 and sly 2 dp grant really likes the sequels uh richard says gotta say favorite genre is rpg slash jrpg top 3 in no order because they are all goaded bloodborne kingdom hearts 2 and the Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker. <laughs> see, I don't know.
1: I don't know, guys.
0: That doesn't see two of those things. One of those things is not like the other two. All right, I'm just
1: saying. It's like two truths and a lie.
0: <laughs> You're right. Yo, I I picked I picked Link's loadout and I leveled up his attack.
1: Uh, wait, my Link is a mage. <laughs>
0: Uh, Orpheus Joshua says I live and breathe MOBAs Don't oh, shut Tune, up League of <laughs> Legends and Arena of Valor Are my shit Arena I'm a top Valor. player in each uh, And uh, uh, V, Is v- Arena says Valor the same thing you said
1: OJ shut the fuck up yeah, true. We, all, we all know it's like Yeez Tails and Trails, bro. (laughs) Tails and Trails. (laughs) Tails and
0: Trails. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Librarian Gamer says, JRPGs for sure, though I play quite a bit outside of that. Top three classics are Final Fantasy VI, Goated, Chrono Trigger, Goated, and Super Mario RPG, Goated. I added the Goated, by the way. Yeah, yeah. All three of those games are fantastic. Straight Goated. Straight Super Nintendo Goated RPGs. Espy Crash Donkey's brother says <laughs> my favorite genre is RPG/JRPG. slash My favorite three. Final Fantasy X. surpassed Kingdom Hearts 2 as my favorite game of all time.
1: It Kingdom is Hearts 2.
0: Really great game, but I'm not a bootlicker. <laughs> <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy 13. Yeah, I don't understand. That. Hypothetical boot. <laughs> The, the, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh Final Fantasy 13. First Final Fantasy game I ever played myself. Changed the trajectory of my life. Sheesh. Wow. Yeah, that's the third wow. one. Love <laughs> it. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh Yonsong says RPGs. Near automata. Not gonna explain why, because of the abuse around here about the near series. Boo- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we are not we're apparently not a safe space for a uh, near lovers. Uh <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3, enough said. And then, not sure, usually a toss-up. I'll go with Final Fantasy Nine today. My first Final Fantasy game, and nice. it changed my life forever. Some other contenders being Silent Hill 2, Chrono Trigger, Bloodborne, or Gravity Rush 2. Why is everybody putting their third one as their life changer? All right. <laughs> I guess best for last. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dengus Khan says Open world games are my shit Especially games where if you know what you're doing You're basically god LMAO Or in general games where I can relax And explore and play at my own pace And mainly just do whatever I want I hate being confined by progressive levels And hallway simulators Top 3 have got to be Mad Max Breath Hmm. of the Wild and probably infamous too, brother, Konnichiwa. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Tangus. Konnichiwa, brother. Konnichiwa, brother. Uh, I heard that Mad Max game is actually really dope. Yeah, I, yeah, I hear good things about Mad Max. I, I've never played it, though. Uh, Gavin Dotson says, I'm a big turn-based RPG guy. Final Fantasy IX, Undertale, and Amori. KH2 was probably my favorite game ever, but there's not a whole lot of action RPGs outside of K series that I could say that I really love. There are definitely other RPGs JRPGs that I like a lot more than the three mentioned, but I really wanted to narrow the genre a little more than the general RPG or JRPG. Role-playing games are almost every game nowadays. That's true. I find myself going towards turn-based RPGs primarily for the amount of attention the story gets in those games. I've definitely played games outside of the turn-based RPG genre that have fantastic stories, but the level of ease for entry to game development makes this such a ripe genre for experimental storytelling. Sure, I love having fun with the gameplay and video games, but I'll gladly take a gameplay system that has been used over and over again if it means a phenomenal story with great characters. True. True. All right. Now we have Egg of She-Hulk piss, uh, or Egg of Dog, if you're nasty. And Egg says, I like games where you hit things real good. Yakuza 5, Lost Judgment, and KH Free. Shit and die Yakuza Zero fans. (laughs) Additional PSA. Everyone be sure to tune in next Thursday, October 20th at 3 a.m. for the 10th and final episode of She Hulk. It is not ending this week. She Hulk haters die, but I will live forever. (laughs) Um.
1: Egg. What are you doing? I was told to be saying? nice to you, but you're
0: making it really hard, dude.
1: What are you even saying? Because the
0: last episode of She-Hulk will already be out by the time this podcast posts, for one. And two, I, he's holding on to this narrative that there's a special 10th episode. <laughs> what? I don't get why. Maybe there is, you know? Maybe what? I'm wrong, but... Eggs, no eggs, uh... way, dude. Egg's losing his mind, guys. Anyway, final answer here from Zaltrex... Good grief, I almost missed the question of the week. After my controversial answer last week, I've heard the ARP historians are going to be referring to it as the Terra Aqua Kiss Gate. That would have been humiliating. (laughs) Anyway, I guess my answer this week would be the adventure genre. My favorite games from this genre would be The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. I'm not clapping for Skyward Sword. I'm clapping for Zaltrex that they labeled Zelda properly. <laughs> number two, Minecraft. And number three, Skyrim. Hmm. I know that Skyward Sword's control scheme can be controversial among fans, but luckily I know how to swing my arms in a basic motion, so I didn't have much trouble. Yikes! Get <laughs> fucked, everybody who hates Skyward Sword. Um, I will say, though, Skyrim's kind of an RPG, but... Uh, if, I, if I'm gonna if I'm, if I'm really If I'm really playing this role If I'm really playing this role as genre snob Skyrim's definitely an RPG uh, But anyway um, It's an adventure RPG Sure we'll, uh, yeah. Anyway Jason what, what's your answer to this question?
1: Okay I'm torn Between saying like Like open world survival Type games Or like looter shooters, mm, you do that, like looter a, shooters. That's what I'm struggling with right now. Okay, because when I go and look at my Steam, my Steam account, if you went by time spent, it is hands down open world survival games. Mm-hmm. Even but just I feel like those games lend themselves to being played longer though. Right, right. Like it. it, it like my top three, like op- like open world survival like games, like it, it is an insane amount of time. But then also looter shooters is an insane amount of time. Like those are definitely my top two played. Um, but the thing is, is with with both genres, I feel like I only have like two that I really put in my top two favorite. Like I don't have a solid third. Like there are third ones, but. Because it's like, okay, so for, for looter shooters, it's definitely Borderlands 3 and Destiny 2. And then I don't have like a super solid third one, you know? Like, I really like Borderlands 2, but it's just like a worse Borderlands 3 to me, right? Right. Like the engine, the actual gameplay. Like story-wise, obviously Borderlands 2 bodies 3, but like uh, I play the story like a million times when you play 2, right? So it's like... Then, with, like, action... Or, not action. Like, open-world survival, like, V-Rising and arc survival, I have, like, an insane amount of hours, too. So, it's, like... I still have a solid third for each. Like, there's definitely ones that I like that you could put in the categories for all of them. Like, Gunfire Reborn is really good looter shooter. Uh, it's also roguelike as well, so it's, like, has a lot of replayability there, too. But, like... I don't know. I I I guess that's my answer. I, okay. I don't know. Okay. So I I think
0: I think I'm gonna say my my actual answer is probably JRPGs, but I think that's boring because that's what
1: everybody's saying. Yeah.
0: So let me introduce you guys to the slim the sim slash builder aspect of Michael mm, Spaghetti
1: here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I, I was so, kind of thinking about saying that too. I was thinking, you yeah,
0: know. Yeah. So um, I actually just pulled up my Steam because you said that, and I was like, I wonder. So my most played game of all time on Steam is SimCity 4. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. 124 hours. Not a lot. I don't play a lot of PC games, to be honest. Like, a, I'm sure there's like console games where you can find a lot more hours put in. Yeah. But then right after that is Parkitect at 115 hours. Hmm. There's Vampire Survivors. Well, this is crazy. Parkitect... 115.8 hours, Vampire Survivors 115.8 hours What? They're the exact same at this moment But Vampire Survivors is only $3 That's true Architect was like 15 I think mm. And then Oxygen Not Included at 111 hours mm. So I think I gotta say SimCity 4, Parkitect and Oxygen Not Included mm. Um. There are definitely other ones that I played. I played a lot of Tropico over the different Tropico series. I love that series. Yeah. Um, City, Shitty Skylines is great. Played a lot of Shitty Skylines.
1: I, I guess I don't know what what type of genre would be like the. Because I think my only other genre I could say would be like the Civilization slash Total or war... 4X. Okay. Slash Exploration Expansion. I don't remember what the other two X's are. Slash Dynasty Warriors Empires specifically, like all three of those are like very similar. Like you're you're expanding and taking control, like your resources. Yeah, I and don't think making uh, bigger Dynasty Warriors Empires
0: would count as a 4x.
1: I think that's more just like a, a strategy game. Yeah, like I would say, like uh, Empires, like when when you play it, like. Uh, when you play on, like, hard difficulties, it ends up being essentially like uh, like a Total War game, basically. Well, right, yeah. But you're also doing
0: some action gameplay to get to those parts, right? Right, like, right. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I would say. I've played a lot of, like, I have a lot of, like, 20 hours in just random fucking, like, builder games that suck. You know, like... <laughs> oh, oh! Here's one where you—it's called Factory Town, and here's the one where you build yeah, an aquarium. Yeah. And here's one—this one's called Foundation, and this one's called Buoyancy, and you build a raft. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this one's called Airborne Kingdom, and you build an airship kingdom. <laughs> and the Dyson Spear Program and RimWorld, they are billions.
1: Project Highrise, which is like Sim Tower, but Sim but updated I guess with like the arc survival slash v-rising I guess I could also put like Minecraft yeah. like kind of similar they don't have like the I guess their servers have it but it doesn't have like the pvp aspect that the other two do yeah well
0: anyway uh that's gonna do it for this week's question of the week um what do we want to do for next week's Uh-oh. question of the week I didn't even think about this uh oh. Mm, 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 mm. I got one. Tell me what you think of this one. If you could have Kingdom Hearts do a crossover event with any video game, Ooh. what would it be and why?
1: Ooh.
0: Because of that news about 14, you know. Okay. Maybe 14's your answer. That's yeah. okay, but tell us why. That's fair. Tell yeah. us what you want to see. All right. Maybe I want to crossover. Maybe I want to build um the Land of Departure in SimCity 4, you know?
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Or Twilight Town or something no, it's like, a, it's Town, like a
1: Wonder in Civ 6 you know yeah Jason hates Twilight Town so not Twilight Town yeah apparently Travers I Town. hate it
0: yeah. <laughs> I've been told so, I hate it so that's our question of the week next week uh, for episode number 25 thank you guys so much for listening and watching uh, thank you to our three our three people who reached out to us with the email type stuff you can email us at answer at gmail.com if you would like to be juiced individuals like they are you can also review us on Apple Podcasts, and we'll read that on the podcast. And uh, if you haven't joined the Discord yet, uh, really consider uh, taking a moment and jumping in. There, uh, there's a lot of friendly people here. There's Even if you don't Ed know Dog.
1: Discord, it's it's yeah,
0: we'll help you. we with we're it. Nice. You know, You'll understand we'll, it. We'll walk you through it, um, and you know, we we'd have a lot of different discussions in here about. Uh, different media movies marvel shows tv shows video games other video games anime music we talk about a lot of different stuff so yeah um it's a fun place to be so consider joining i think we have over 400 members now sheesh which is a pretty big deal oh yeah well over 400 so that's that's a pretty big deal for me at least um yeah that's so because i remember when we had 10 you know so yeah uh, thank you to everybody who's joined and hangs out and, and and even if you just kinda lurk and look at the post and laugh at Eggadog 7, that's fine too. You, know, yeah. you, can do that you too. point and
1: laugh. He just doesn't know. But you, you are pointing yeah. and laughing. Yeah. Well
0: we we change his name sometimes, it's funny, you know. So yeah, yeah. come hang out. Um <laughs> anyway, uh that's gonna do it for this episode. Jason hit him with it. May wait, your wait, wait, don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. Hold on. One last thing. Um this this week, tomorrow specifically the uh the finale of rings of power is today while you're listening to this sure. but the episode of second breakfast that jason and sean will do will be saturday so look forward to that it's going to be a big deal so so we will be really so check it out rings of power it's a fun it's, it's it's a fun show and there's a fun podcast called second breakfast that you'll love so um yeah i wanted to shout you out so thank you anyway uh jason hit him with it may your heart be your
1: guiding key thank you now fuck off
0: ladies and gentlemen that was episode number 24 of the longest running kingdom hearts podcast the podcast of champions if you will by a couple of damn podcasters thank you to fabio the iguana and jesse of metal vista media we're making our absolutely incredible theme, Radiant Garden. We love it. We, I jam it all the time still. I'm just like sitting
1: at home jamming it. Yeah. I mean, speaking of those guys, uh, we recently had them on Second Breakfast, a little bonus episode where we just talk about the music in Lord of the Rings and in the show. So if you're like, hey, who are these mysterious Shane Plunkett and Jesse Wright of Meadow Vista Media? Come check it out. Did you guys find out if Jesse has a cool name like Fabio? like a hidden name yeah no no he doesn't really use the internet Mm. he's he's kind of based in that way wow super based yeah
0: anyway uh thank you guys (laughs) thank you guys for making that theme and also thank you to everybody who's contributing to us on our patreon patreon.com slash super spaghetti bros uh we really appreciate it we uh i think are we watching avengers this weekend jason hell yeah Oh yeah, we're watching Avengers this weekend So be on the lookout <laughs> for the newest episode of Fine I'll Do It Myself up there soon And uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's go ahead and list off our, uh, our our patrons Like we do every week Jason, hit, uh, no, no, no I almost said hit him with it And that's what we no, say at the end of the less, show yeah, that's not, that's right. not right So Jason, why don't you start end. us off? Famous for nothing Nesquik, which congratulations to Nesquik on his beautiful wedding and marriage Yes So proud of you Congrats, Shout
1: dude Shout out to Nesquik Billy, the Kid, Lawrence. Corinne Verg. Dr. Lambic. D.P. Grant. S.P. Gavin Dodson. Iron Agro. Iron Daddy Sean. It's your boy, Wood A. Lisa S. Mr. Trumpeter, 7-Eleven. Swarles Barkley. Water, K.H. Zach P., Pokemon Trainer J. Elbow Juice. Pandalove. Frank Ver. Shane Plunkett. Unholy Dolphin. Vetus.
0: What's up, Carl?
1: Lands of Masters. Regular Pat. YT. Get Roxel. Jip 214. Warning. Librarian Gamer Kyrie's Bro Dickbutt23 Afro Roxas Travis Town Junior Cheney Phil Games and Strawberry Mango
0: Thank you guys so much for contributing to Patreon even you dickbutt love you guys, appreciate it like I said, we'll have some cool stuff up there soon Uh, until then Hang in there, and, and we appreciate the support. And we will see you guys next week for the Answer Report podcast number 25. Bye.